0: Good morning, patrons, and welcome to another episode of A Universe of Stories. As you know, the Tennessee Library for Accessible Books and Media is always changing and evolving to ensure that we provide all of our patrons with great service the best way possible. Here to talk about all these fantastic new things is content access specialist Heather Foch. Thank you so much for joining me today and taking time out of your schedule.
1: My pleasure. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yes, ma'am. The biggest secret I think we have been keeping here at LA... Wow. (laughs) I don't like that acronym. The biggest secret I think we've been keeping here at LABM, Library for Accessible Books and Media, is for our large print patrons.
1: Can you tell us what you've been working on for them? Sure. Uh, For the last couple years, I've been putting together um, the single largest large print collection in the whole state. Uh, As of today, uh, which is April 30th when we're recording this, we have uh, just over 9,000 books total in our collection. Um, So... If you've been to your local public library, then your collection may seem perhaps a little smaller by comparison. Uh, The good news is, is that we're now participating in statewide interlibrary loans, which means that if you have a library card with your local public library, you now have access to the books in our collection. Say you want a series book and your local public library doesn't have that series book and it turns out that we do, you can now request that book to be sent directly to your library without ever leaving your home.
0: That's awesome. So that's going to give access for a lot of titles for a lot of patrons.
1: Absolutely. And the greatest thing about our collection is that it's not just the Daniel Steele's and the James Patterson's of the world and the popular materials. We have books on Tennessee history. We have children's and young adult titles. We have nonfiction history and biographies. We have cookbooks and poetry books. So we really try to expand to a wide selection where people can get almost anything they want in large print and the the nice thing too is that the publishers like Gale and Centerpoint are really expanding their collections in terms of what's available.
0: That sounds fantastic. Now, how will we be able to know what's available from other libraries?
1: That's a good question. Um, If you've traditionally been a patron of LABM, then probably you would have asked your reader advisor as to how to get books or perhaps used our online catalog that's still going to be the case by and large. Um, Say you're looking for a specific book in large print, you might call up your reader advisor and say, I need a certain book in the Cedar Cove series in large print, can you get it for me? What your reader advisor will then do is that he or she will look up the title on the statewide catalog and determine whether that book is available at another library, say perhaps a a library in law, that's hard to say. A library in Nashville or Knoxville might have it. We can get that book sent here through the courier system called Firefly within usually about seven to 10 business days and then send it on to you. So, to really to answer your question, I think we'll be still using the same system where we're talking to reader advisors and having the reader advisor figure out what's available.
0: Okay. So does that mean that we will have every book in the world in large print finally?
1: Um, not necessarily. Um, the thing about large print is that not all books are published in large print. Um, there's really some that I've been unable to track down, even though I really want to. Uh, some classic books, for example, some books on Tennessee history or culture. We're working on getting um, a system done where we can print on demand in large print. Um, that's still very much in the works, so I can't say too much about it, but I'm hoping that eventually um, that's where we're going with that.
0: So, it's something to look forward to. Yes. Very interesting. Yeah. Having secrets now. <laughs> but lots of new things are happening in our audiobook world, too. Can you tell us about custom cartridges?
1: I can. Um, we have gone from, If you've been a patron with us for a while, you probably started out with perhaps cassettes or records, and now you're onto the digital books. Uh, We still have the digital books, of course, but what we now have is the ability to put multiple titles on one cartridge. So going back to that Cedar Cove series, say you wanted to read books one through ten of that series, what we can then do is we can digitally duplicate all ten of those books onto one single cartridge, and they will play in order. I just lost my train of thought. That was bad. That's fine. Um, Keep going. <laughs> and there's no waiting. Uh, there's no holds. We can duplicate unlimited numbers of copies for these books. So the greatest thing about this is that say you you have a book that everybody wants to read. Say it's the latest John Grisham book. We can then duplicate that book on demand for you on a cartridge that's made for you. So there's no more waiting. There's no more holds. There's not necessarily any worrying about series order. If you wanted books one, to, th- why am I having such hard trouble talking today? If you want books one through 10 from a series and say book seven and book eight are checked out, we can put all 10 of those books on one cartridge and get it right to you.
0: So it's going to take away the wait period for a lot of our patrons. Exactly. Which is always fantastic. And then it's going to make it a lot simpler to have series, which I think a lot of patrons are going to appreciate.
1: Absolutely. And for the, for the high-demand titles, the bestsellers, the book club books, the books that you hear about on the Today Show, we, we don't need to have six, seven, eight copies of that book on the shelf anymore. We have as many copies as we want to make.
0: That's going to be wonderful for our patrons, because I know wait period can be hard, especially with really popular books. So this is going to make that so much better.
1: Sure. And then the flip side of that is the older books, which have been in print for 20, 30, 40 years, we can go back and get those books, too, from from way back, which we may not have ever had physical copies of. Say you want to read a book that you read when you were a child, we can probably get it for you if it's been manufactured.
0: That's wonderful news. Everyone benefits from this. I think it's fantastic that we're able to offer this service. I think so, too. So okay, I do know that these cartridges are going to come with the bookshelf mode, which some patrons have run into and I absolutely love. Um, this might be new for some of our patrons. So the bookshelf feature can be intimidating if you've never used it before. Can you tell us the best way to navigate this tricky tool?
1: Sure, and I brought a player here for demonstration purposes. Uh, hopefully it'll be able to hear what I'm doing here. So, you may have a digital player with us. If you do, it's probably either the standard model or the advanced model. The good thing is is that you can use this mode with either one of those players. So, if you've got your traditional power button, which is the red round button... Player on. Press any button to learn about its function. Battery charge remaining 19. Okay, so we've got that and I've got a cartridge that um, has multiple titles on it. I'm going to go ahead and plug that in like I would any normal cartridge. Seven. Books. It's going to tell me that there are seven books on the cartridge. And the way I'm going to play that is very similar to the way I would play a normal cartridge with a single title. I'm going to go ahead and hold the play button down. Bookshelf. Seven. Books. Book. Two. An obvious fact. So then it's going to tell me how many books are on the cartridge and which book that I'm at in the sequence. So it just told me that I'm on book two. I'm going to go ahead and hit play again. An Obvious Fact by Craig Johnson. DB86569. And then it'll announce the title just as a normal single cartridge would. And say I don't want to read book two, but I want to skip ahead to book three. What then I'll then do is hold down the play button again. Bookshelf three. Rogue Heroes, the
0: history of the SAS, Britain's secret special forces unit. That
1: and of course, it'll skip to the next title. So really what it's a matter of is the green play stop button. You'll just need to hold down for a second or two and wait until it says bookshelf. Then it'll announce which book you're at in the sequence. And then you can go ahead and play it as you normally would. The nice thing about these custom cartridges, too, is that the player will remember where you left off and in sequence. So if you're in the middle of reading your series, you don't have to worry about losing your place. It'll automatically bookmark that for you.
0: That's wonderful. So all you have to do is to get to bookshelf mode. You'll hold your play button down, and then to toggle between the different books, you'll just use your arrow keys.
1: Exactly. And whether you have a a standard player or an advanced player, you're still going to use your forward button to navigate that. Or... The reverse button, if you want to go back, if you've if you've skipped over too many.
0: Thank you for that demonstration.
1: You're welcome. And I think I would say the key to this is just be patient and hold down the button until you hear "bookshelf." Once you've got that, you've pretty much cracked the code.
0: <laughs> it sounds a lot easier.
1: <laughs> it's it seems a lot harder than it is, but really, once you get the hang of it, it's not too bad.
0: So don't be afraid. Um, this machine is friendly enough and it's sturdy enough for you to play around until you're comfortable.
1: Exactly, and it's it's sturdy. It's it's not going to break, so don't worry about that.
0: Well, thank you for that demonstration. I think we can all benefit from that. So we're also are we are also adding new commercial audiobooks by the dozens. I know you're working really hard with that. How is that happening?
1: Yeah. um, NLS, which is our parent organization, that's National Library Service, which is part of the Library of Congress. They are the ones who distribute these audiobooks. Uh, Some of them are recorded at their studios in Washington. Others we receive directly from the publishers, like HarperCollins or Random House. The ones that we receive directly from the publisher are what are called commercial audiobook. Uh, If you've ever listened to a digital book, uh, you may have heard the annotation, commercial audiobook." The vast majority of those books are unrated because NLS has not had a chance to listen to those books for content. Uh, part of a project I've been involved with for the last few years is a ratings project where myself and people from around the country, other, other, other librarians, I don't know why I'm having trouble saying that today, um, in other libraries for the blind and physically handicapped, are literally listening to these books and determining what the content is. Um, Everything from the YA books to history books to really everything under the sun. Part of the problem is the popular authors, such as James Patterson, for example, or Daniel Steele, the publisher wants to get those out so quickly to the public that nine times out of 10 now, those are going to be the unrated titles. So, we are having to balance the need for getting those books to the people that want them with figuring out what content is in them. So, it really is a difficult balance, but we're really managing because there are tools we can use. Uh, Compass Book Ratings, for example, is a website that people have read these books, other librarians, for example, and we're able to plug those in whenever we can. Uh, To give you an example of how many books are rated within a month. I just got done for the month of April 2019. At the start, there were over 1300 books in the database that were unrated. And through either listening to those books or using other librarians reviews or comparing uh, notes with uh, titles in braille, for example, or titles in Spanish, I was able to rate a little over 100 of those books.
0: That's wonderful.
1: And every one of those books was previously unrated.
0: So basically you're putting even more time and effort into trying to make sure these books are rated for our patrons. Yeah. And we appreciate
1: you uh, for it. Some of them I listen to in the car.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sacrifices you must make. Exactly. But that's going to explain why we have more unrated books than probably before.
1: Yeah. And that's a trend that I expect to continue because there are going to be more commercial audios. However, there are more people participating in the Unrated Project, so we're going we're gonna to get it to work one way or the other.
0: So what we can ask is for our patrons to be a little bit more patient with us?
1: I would say definitely, um, especially with the new title. If you want to read the latest James Patterson book, keep in mind that we may not have had a chance to listen to it yet, so we're not entirely sure. However, I would say also in my experience that authors who write series like the Alex Cross series, they tend to be fairly consistent. So if you're reading the Alex Cross series, you're probably going to get much of the same.
0: Right. So just keep that in mind whenever you're ordering books or requesting books. Okay. So speaking about ordering books, (laughs) can you tell us a little bit about Bard?
1: Absolutely. Um, Braille and I always forget what BARD stands for. Is it Braille and Reading Downloads? I think so. Yeah. Well, in short, BARD is our, is our downloadable app. Uh, you can download it to an Apple device, Android device, or even a Kindle or another tablet. What it is, is it's an app that allows you to download books directly to your device. Uh, if, if you're a patron with us, then you have the opportunity to use BARD absolutely free. All you would need to do is discover your Bard app in the Apple Store or the Android Store. Just download it. We can help you get set up with a password with a username. It's extremely user-friendly. You can search for titles, authors, series books. Uh, We also have downloadable Braille uh, within the Bard system. And that's also an access point for our music collections. If you're looking for books on musical instruction, how to play guitar, how to play piano. We have quite a bit of that in that collection. The nice thing about Bard too is that oftentimes say you are looking for the latest Alex Cross book and we don't have physical copies of it yet and you're not necessarily willing to commit to a custom cartridge or wait for the digital cartridge. We can then download the book or you can directly from Bard to your device and you can just listen to it wherever you go if you're traveling, if you're in the car, you can go ahead and listen to it there.
0: So it's absolutely no wait time.
1: Absolutely not. And Bard, you can you can download books in the middle of the night in your pajamas if you want to. It's open 24 <laughs> hours a day.
0: Well, that sounds wonderful. So it's a 24-hour library.
1: Pretty absolutely. Much. A 24-hour tr- library with unlimited copies. You don't even have to talk to anyone on the phone if you don't want to. So it's a wonderful
0: option for our patrons if they're interested in downloading at home.
1: Absolutely. And all you need is Wi-Fi connection and Apple or Android device or a tablet.
0: And we can always help them get set up.
1: Absolutely. If you have support that you need with BARD uh, or even going back to the book player itself, we're always here to help with that.
0: So if anyone's interested in downloading, just let us know. Give a call to Reader Advisor and we can set that up for you.
1: Yeah, that's what we're here to do.
0: All right. So what is AccessibleLibrary.org?
1: AccessibleLibrary.org is our online catalog as well as ordering and hold system um it's just as it sounds accessible no spaces no hyphens uh once you go on that site you'll see that if you log in with your username and pin number if you need some help with that your reader advisor is more than happy to help if you don't know what it is
0: in fact if anyone has not who has not used it before is interested in go into the online catalog, please call your reader advisor or email us um, because we do need to give you that login information.
1: Right. If you're logging in for the first time, then we can help walk you through that because you'll need to set it up. You can also reset your PIN number to something you want. Um, but I would say that that site is, it's it's an all access point to what we offer. You can see in real time what books are available on the shelf in physical form. Uh, That includes our large print collection. And you can also place requests or holds with your account. Uh, Say you want a book and you want it sent immediately, you want to reserve it, you can prioritize, you can include up to three rush titles at a time where you get those books pretty much automatically next business day if they're available. We will go ahead, pull those off the shelf and get them in the mail to you right away.
0: So it's another way to basically handle your own book selections.
1: Indeed. If you want to do that at three in the morning in your pajamas, you can do that too. Easy access for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're in vacation in Florida and you say, you know, I want books waiting for me when I get back to Tennessee, you can do that.
0: So it's another wonderful way to get books sent out to you directly. And if you have any questions about it, please feel free to give your reader advisors a call because we are here to help. All right. Do we have any clue? how the move, because we know that we will be moving buildings soon. We will be moving to a new location. So do we have any clue how the move will be affecting our book
1: service? Well, in short, we don't know yet. Uh, <laughs> to be continued. To be continued. Uh, it's, it's going to be a cliffhanger. Um, we are going to hopefully move within the next building within a year or so. We should be there next summer. We really hope that the Duplication on Demand program will alleviate the need for any uh, hard copies of books that we keep here that we can get everyone the service that they need uh, through that method. However, um, there are always going to be challenges. So we ask that everyone really be patient with us during this process. It is going to be uncharted territory for us. We're really not sure what to expect. And we are here to make sure that all our patrons get the service they need in a timely manner, and in the manner that they're always accustomed to receiving. So, really, we would ask again for people's patience and understanding, because just as when we transitioned from cassette tapes to DBs to digital books, there was there were some challenges, there were some growing pains, and this is going to be just another step in that process. So, we we hope that it's going to be even bigger and better, just like the new building will be. So,
0: Looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, we are too, because we've surely outgrown our space a little bit here at at the old location.
0: Just a little bit, but it's going to be a wonderful space, a fantastic new building, and we're going to have a lot more room for
1: different things there. We will, and we're definitely going to encourage people, not that we don't know, but we're really going to start to encourage people to visit that new location and um, engage in Whether it's programming, whether it's the learning library that we're going to have, we're really going to have a lot to offer. So, it's going to be located in the Bicentennial Mall, adjacent to the Farmers Market and and the State Library and Museum in downtown Nashville, and it's just a stone's throw away from the Nashville Sounds Ballpark. So,
0: we're looking forward to it. Now, I know we've talked a lot about audio and large print patrons. How how well how are I can't say how, our,
1: (laughs) our. It's hard to say.
0: (laughs) Okay. I know we've talked a lot about audio and large print patrons. How about our Braille patrons? How are they doing?
1: Sure. Um, One transition we've made within the last year and a half or so is we primarily serve our patrons now through the Perkins Library located in Massachusetts. Uh, In the past, we had uh, kept our physical Braille collections here at the library. Uh, However, now what we're doing is if you have braille titles that you need or want, you can contact your reader advisor and they can determine whether Perkins up in Massachusetts has those titles that you need. Um, The one collection we are keeping here at our library is what we call the print braille collection, which is designed for early readers or those just reading braille. We are going to be taking that physical collection with us to the new building. So we also have those titles available if you have a young reader or you're wanting to read to a child, uh, both in Braille and in print. Um, But the Perkins Library is the largest Braille library of its kind in the whole country. So we now have access to that collection.
0: Absolutely. And another fun thing with the Perkins Library... Just like we have online catalog here, where you can choose things for yourself or set up to receive books automatically, Perkins also has that option available for patrons who are interested. And if you are, just give us a call and we can set that up at Perkins for you. So we can start making you a request list of Braille, and they can start sending it out to you automatically. Okay, we've reached the end of our interview. We're both librarians. (laughs) I know you love books, just like I do. We love to read. Do you have a favorite book that you would like to suggest?
1: Well, if I told you the Strain Trilogy was not my favorite book series, would it be a terrible shocker?
0: Honestly, it would be very shocking at this point in our work relationship friendship. Well,
1: (laughs) it is not, in fact, my favorite book or my my favorite book series, for that matter.
0: Shocking. Um, I'm a little disappointed, I'm not going to (laughs) lie.
1: Well, if I had to pick just one, I would say that The Meditations of Marcus Aurelius is a good book in terms of, uh, but it's a book I can come back to time and time again. Um, I always find something new in it when I pick it up and read it. Um, Considering that it was written almost 2,000 years ago uh, by a a philosopher warrior, um, it it really astounds me as to how relevant the wisdom in the pages is to, to us today um, books that I can read over and over again. I've read the Lord of the Rings trilogy many, many times over the years. I would say that that's probably my favorite book series. And again, there's always something new and interesting I can discover in, in that, er in that, in that world.
0: I always find that fascinating when you can pick up a book for maybe the third fourth fifth time and doing a read through you can find different things you may have missed or different meanings behind it or it might impact you in a
1: different way absolutely and that's what great books do
0: you're absolutely right i was about (laughs) to say the same thing you know it's a good book when you can pick it up and it's new for you
1: almost every time yeah and i go back to um a saying that i heard years ago which is the oldest books are still new to those who haven't read them yet (laughs) that's fantastic if you've never read lord of the rings you're You're just um, waiting to discover Middle Earth and all that's in Middle Earth. And it has a lot to offer. It does.
0: Well, thank you so much, Heather, for taking the time every day to talk with us about all these wonderful facts, large print and audiobooks and all the fun things we can expect. I know you're working really hard to improve our service for our patrons, and we absolutely appreciate you. And if you are a patron and you wish to have more information about any of these services, please contact us at 1-800-342-3308 as any of our reader advisors would love to answer your questions. Thank you again, Heather.
1: You're welcome.